welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the Real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for week three of our newfound journey into all things Real Housewives. It has been such a blast sending these episodes out into the world the last couple of weeks and seeing reactions. Thank you to everybody who's gotten in touch so far about the show and people who are listening worldwide, it would seem, from the stats that I've had a look at. So that's very exciting indeed. Uh, My guest this week is the one and only Joe Gunn. We'll get to his interview in a minute. Obviously, it has been quite the week in the news. The American election, obviously, taking up a lot of real estate worldwide. I mean, the amount of Irish people that seemed completely addicted to CNN for the guts of a week was kind of surprising to me, although I understand, look, a lot was at stake. So I think for many... uh, This week has been one of tension release and now a little bit of relief, hopefully. What's funny about Election Day, well, not Election Day per se, but on Election Day, a Housewives story broke that I was messaged about quite a bit on the day, even though I think we all had our eye on (laughs) the main news story. This one was actually kind of like light relief, so I think it got quite a bit of attention. So if you haven't heard, Erica Jane of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills announced that she is going to be divorcing her longtime husband, Tom Girardi. Uh, she announced that last Tuesday. They've been together for over 20 years. Tom is 82 now, apparently. Um, obviously, when Erica joined Housewives, if you recall, she said, my husband's 76. <laughs> Which is it's actually kind of one of my favorite moments from the show. I just think it's so funny. So I've had quite a few messages about this, what it might mean for the show, what it might mean for her. From what we've kind of seen, she's definitely back in the picture for the next season. They were already filming with new cast member Crystal Minkoff and also uh, Kathy Hilton, as friend of, and lots of uh, the gals returning as well this season. So hopefully we'll get to see some of this play out on the show. I mean, I guess with something like a divorce, it's not something that happens fast, but I'm sure the announcement going out and it going public will be something that will be addressed on the show. I mean, Erica fans joke that, you know, sometimes she doesn't have much of a storyline. So we'll see. I'm very curious. You may recall in the first episode, I talked about Tom and Erica's relationship and how fascinated I was by it. I still am. I just think their dynamic is sometimes they seem very loved up and it makes sense, even if it's quote unquote unusual. And then sometimes they just seem very distant. I mean, there's in all kinds of rumors and reports, you know, a lot of tabloid places saying that, um, Erica has moved out to a cute, like, kind of one-bed, stunning apartment now. Not like a... Not a one-bed you or I would try and find on Daft.ie. I think something quite looks and uh, A-list, of course, fit for a queen. You know, there's questions about, like, will she still have the glam squad and the crazy pop star lifestyle if, you know, she's not married to this super wealthy lawyer? We'll see. Obviously, Erica has her own thing going on, and I... I hope we get to see into this in a way because I feel like last season we started off with Erica Jane in this very like, hey, I'm going to be more vulnerable and let you in. And then the storylines changed tack and I feel like she kind of faded into the background a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, not to sound weird, but it does give me hope for this new season of Beverly Hills, which is probably like another eight, nine months away anyway. Something happening a bit sooner, though, is The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which debuts this week. I'm very excited about that. Obviously, I will check out the premiere episode and I will give my thoughts on it next week. I know some people listening are very into every single one of the shows and some are very, um, very much only watching, say, New York and Beverly Hills or just Beverly Hills. But I kind of feel like we should all say as one that we'll all watch Salt Lake City because I would love to kind of see what y'all think every week and maybe we could chat about it on social media maybe on instagram and twitter we can have a little uh we can have a little group chat or something i don't like i could do a post on my main grid and we could in the comments have a chat and then we could go through some of them on the show or something i don't know. i think it could be fun to like follow along with this one because it's sort of 
a fresh start for everyone. It's season one, episode one of a brand new franchise, so none of us know what to expect. It's not like, oh yeah, I've been watching for like three or four seasons already, get on board or go back and watch. We'd all be kind of watching at the same time. Either way, you know, I'm excited to see what Salt Lake City delivers. I know actually today's guest, Joe Gunn, was one of a number of uh, Bravo fan accounts that got to have a sneak peek at the premiere episode. So from what I've heard from those places, it's quite an exciting start for this new franchise. But that is enough chatter out of me. I think it is time to get to this week's interview. This one was recorded, like some of the interviews you're going to hear on the show, a few weeks ago. So some of this stuff, I think some things have moved on slightly in Housewives World since when we last, since when I spoke to Joe. But uh, I, we had a lot of fun. He gave me some good tea on how to make a good meme. He has lots of thoughts on every city because Joe has watched so much Housewives, particularly this year. He's been like filling in the gaps in his knowledge. Um, I should say, as always, we record these on Zoom. So the interview sound quality is fine. But at times it might be a little bit crackly or pop in and out. I've done my best to try and fix things a bit in post. But, you know, with that Zoom, it's a bit of a it's not always amazing. And I am kind of trying to work on ways to make the audio better as we go on week to week. But for now, let's dive in. Here is this week's guest on Housewives and Me. It's time for Joe Gunn. My guest today is a meme legend who has all the best Housewives memes and actually, frankly, all the best celebrity memes. He is the host of the podcast, Bare Minimum. And you've probably seen his tweets, his memes and his Housewives opinion. So I'm very excited to chat today to the one and only Joe Gunn. Hello. Hello, that is if they haven't muted me already, um, <laughs> which is understandable. That's the life of a content um, creator. Did they mute me? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, hi, Connor. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. I'm very excited. Something I ask everybody just because like everyone comes to the Housewives in such a weird way or such a specific way. How did you get into it and what brought you into the fold? Uh, I've always been aware of the housewives. Like I've seen clips here and there. Um, and But I first started getting into it, weirdly enough, I started getting into the recaps before actually sitting down and watching the actual shows. Um, I guess mostly because the recaps were more accessible to me via YouTube and podcasts, um, because this was before Hey You!, so yeah you if you wanted to watch housewives you had to work for it um but uh yeah so i i leslie grossman and her friend i can't remember um used to have they had a huge i can't remember their name had a youtube series um where they were recapping housewives and i just i was getting to know the characters and just laughing along with them um and then i thought you know what i'm gonna this must have been in like 20 15 2016 so I was yeah late to the game um admittedly you know I'm not ashamed of that um it is we all arrive at some point at least I'm not arriving in Netflix in 2020 (laughs) that's uh (laughs) that's all I'm saying um so I was I was a pre-you fan a pre-hey-you fan I was in an office job at the time and I was probably in quite a dark place where I was just like not satisfied in my career my personal life and I just wanted to have some escapism and I just wanted to get to know these women and uh, I think that's sort of the, the the point where I sort of dove into it and really immersed myself in it and um, started watching all of the franchises um, but yeah I think that's how I arrived but what matters is that I did arrive and um, I'm here. It's funny you in my head you started watching it like 10 years ago only because you know 
you are so specific with your, and people will get into your memes in a minute. Like when you reference things and mention moments, like in my head, you've seen every episode of every series. Am I right in thinking that? I'm getting there over lockdown. Um, I can now say that I've watched every single episode of Orange County, except for the secrets revealed. Uh, so yeah, and I'm getting there with uh, Atlanta. I've just, I'm doing my homework for sure. And um, what I do in my free time now that I, um, well, not that I was like a socialite anyway before before um, all this, but um, it, it's at least it's now um, you know I can't go out or do anything. So yeah, let's press play on the next episode of Real Houses of Atlanta season seven and um, let's go. Yeah, I've done all the Housewives apart from Toronto and Cheshire. With Housewives stuff that's airing now, I mean, I've talked a lot to people already about Beverly Hills in New York, but I know obviously Potomac is having. This fifth season that's airing now is just so next level. Do you think people should be jumping into that one if they're maybe new to Housewives? Potomac is gold and um, there's this whole campaign of stop sleeping on Potomac. Um, yeah, and uh, so Faces by Bravo, an Instagram account, um, did a, uh, a rundown of how many followers each of the cast members has. Um, and it went through with each slide it was um the different franchises and the difference in followers between potomac and um the other girls is just uh it's shocking i mean um so obviously there's watching the shows and there's talking with the shows but then you have created this, like amazing i i like a meme empire like on instagram you've hit over a hundred thousand followers now and i i know you've had some like weirdness with twitter where they delete accounts if you use videos and stuff but you have a big following there as well how did you get into making those memes? And like, is it fun? Like, do you enjoy doing it? Like, how does that even happen for someone? Um, so I feel like I've broken record because I've answered this question so many times. So if like the true Joe, if the true Joe Gunn stands, like have been following me on all the podcasts, they're just gonna hear the same regurgitated um, <laughs> story. But it's not even a story. It's just, I, um, I started a new job where in which I got quite a lot of free time and I was really um, that was hey you came into the mix so I was really ramping up my um, housewives uh, fandom and I just was messing around and so it's important to know that I've always been um, someone who likes to make other people laugh um, so it's just an extension of that like even before Instagram it would be like um, I'd like to make witty Facebook statuses, you know, or, um, you know, uh, on MySpace, like bulletins. Remember, remember that? Um, yeah. So. Uh, oh my God, you're going way back into the archives. Remember MySpace? <laughs> I'm, I'm 30. I'm very proud to be 30. Um, so, yeah, it's just it was a natural evolution of that. And I just started making stuff, putting it together and just sticking it out there, sending it off to um, meme accounts that I was following and related to. Um, and then it's snowballed. And yeah, I love it. It gives me that buzz, all that. You just said that you sent the stuff to other accounts. So was it a thing of you would come up with an idea and at like funny gay memes and they would share it and be like, Joe, you're so funny. Follow Joe. Like, is that how it worked? Or did you like submit them? I would, I think, yeah, it wasn't tagging. It was it's sliding into their DMs. Like I would just send it, just drop it into their box. Like do with it what you want. Like, I think it's funny. Like if you want to repost it and then some of them like, um, 
accepted the message request and like realized they saw something funny and then they would post it onto their pages and then that obviously people would see that and then link back to me um I used hashtags to begin with um so that probably helped like if it was a Beverly Hills um uh meme clip or whatever I would just do hashtag RHOBH and yeah, I tag the people who are in it. So if I like tagged Dorinda and she happened to be looking at her tags that day and she'd like like it and comment on it. There was, so what I'm saying is that it wasn't without hustle, you know? Do you kind of, now that you're doing it a while, do you have an instinct for what's going to be funny and what's going to land at people? Or do you find sometimes it's like, I thought that was so funny, but like it didn't connect with this random one I did in five seconds. That's really popped off. Like, is there a kind of a formula to it? Or does it just be like, seem to depend on what people's mood are when they see the posts so what I've learned is it has to be authentic to my lived experience when I'm starting out I would like go outside of my lived experience and just do stuff that I knew would be like a cheap laugh like post about um uh, me with my sugar daddy or whatever you know like um or um me after getting blackout drunk or whatever stuff like that stuff that I don't really do um but I thought okay I see this on um best of grinder it must be funny so let's make something like that um but no I've, I've learned that the stuff that connects and resonates with people is um things that uh are, are what I've what I'm going through, what I relate to. It has to make me laugh first and foremost. So if I find something really hilarious, um, I don't really care how many likes it gets. Like I've lo- I've learned to, I have in the past been a bit too precious about my Instagram account, but I've learned to relax and like, um, I've learned that nothing's ever perfect. Like I will always post something and then watch it back and think oh I should have edited that way or I love that idea that it actually has to be from your point of view because you're right I I think there was a period where it felt like kind of memes online were targeted in terms of like people making all these jokes about their sugar daddy and as you say it's like okay but how the people reading this don't even know what a sugar daddy like it like it's just so bizarre listen if I'm fortunate enough to get a sugar daddy there will be sugar daddy memes <laughs> <laughs> that's how we'll know um, what's going on with you we'll be like how are you look at my memes and then you'll know <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just not the case um so yeah uh yeah you do get a sense of of what will resonate and um you get feedback as well from followers um comments about like okay this one's hilarious like oh my god you know and it's just uh the the amount of people that it gets, gets sent to, you get an idea of what what makes a hit and what makes a flop. But then, you know, I'm I, again, like I say, I'm happy to post flops if they resonate with me and they make me laugh. Like sometimes it's too stupid and too niche to really take off. But I don't care because it's my Instagram page. <laughs> you mentioned when kind of you would do posts, you tag, say like Dorinda or one of the housewives in it. What's it like having that kind of engagement with housewives or maybe bravo pages or fan pages on social media like is it kind of a buzz or is it a bit mad because you're like oh my god what if they they take it the wrong way and they they come after me well i think dorinda did take something the wrong way because she unfollowed me um so i don't know why i but i yeah i did do a distasteful one about like um it was just a, a montage of dorinda slurring and i think maybe that <laughs> rubbed i wonder why she unfollowed <laughs> yeah, well, i wonder hmm, that was probably back when I was still sort of putting out stuff that I guess I thought was funny and not really thinking about the consequences or there's also like a a moral 
like thing about like sometimes I get a gut feeling about like should I be putting it out there like oh my goodness once I did I, I cut a clip of um you know when Bethany was crying over her dog who was having a seizure um <laughs> I, like I'm really not proud of it but I did I did something about like it was just a stupid caption if I used that which was a very real emotional trauma that this woman was going through and I used it to try and make a cheap joke and I didn't feel good and um it was shit and it was a shit meme anyway so of course I took it down but um you know I like to ask people oh um have you had a housewives run-in because I'm just curious if anyone's ever seen one in real life or actually met one and had a conversation and I feel like I'm I'm assuming just because you know we're both you and I are both in like you know Europe slash the UK Ireland like we're not we're not going to be in New York or Atlanta of a day where we might see them walking around. So have all your housewives interactions or quote unquote run-ins been in real or been online or through the meme stuff? Yeah, online. Um, yeah. Did you see, I got a random message from Sonia once saying, Joe, this video is so funny, please send it to me. And it was literally something I did in like 2017. So I don't know if she was looking through her tags or something. So, <laughs> so, Sonia in the DMs, is she like, I can imagine her typing that. like she popped up. <laughs> yeah and like sent me her um e- her email and she wanted me to email it to her and I was like okay okay so I I did let you kind of do your homework for this because I, I was excited to see what you came up with but if you were on Housewives tomorrow and they said listen Joe and we need a tagline what would that tagline be so I've got two um so I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and memes <laughs> or I may hang on. I may do the best. Okay, I, I may do the. First <laughs> one gonna be okay. I'm gonna count you in. It's, it's Three, shit. two, one. I may do the bare minimum, but I'm pretty. <laughs> I love how you've gone back you know to that. that as, is that from OC? I'm yeah, ta- OC. No, it's um, it's pop of color. <laughs> Oh, it's New York. Sorry. Oh, God, I'm exposing my lack of knowledge. I'm going to get dragged in the comments. Um, Okay, those are good because they reference your brand and they nod back to the housewives past. So I, that's, I'm into that. I feel like you could say something like, I'll always say what I mean and what I meme. Like that could be something like. <laughs> yeah, that's, see, that's good. So, see? <laughs> well, it's just so fun asking people what theirs are because some people have them ready to go. Like we had Vicky Natara on recently, who's an Irish journalist. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's my Instagram bio. I was like, oh, okay, you were ready. Work. And Vicky was like, I got mine. Okay, that was your tagline. I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, You've obviously watched a lot of Housewives. And it sounds like in the last five, six years, you've been on kind of a crash course. You've probably like done like a bin session and watched a lot of episodes. And when you do that, you always notice stuff that comes up on every show and stuff they rely on. Like the tropes of we see them packing or what they order or they go on a trip. So like, what are some of your favorite housewives tropes and moments that like underline perfectly like those tropes? Um, I like that they show up to these events, which are like leisurely events, uh, like dinners and nice holidays and going to the spa, but they show up with the energy of someone who's clocking in for like a 10 hour shift in a, <laughs> in a factory. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really enjoy that um I don't know there's uh just like the phrases that they say it's just like 
we all know elephant in the room is uh, is a common thing across all the franchises and if someone's wearing a red dress it'll be look at you lady in red <laughs> or, um... yeah, yeah 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 it's all those little tiny cliches that they always seem to go back to or even just the Shannon oh! Bidor, look at you sexy yeah or they when they just spent ages being like you look amazing oh you look amazing i you guys both look amazing like just the like what feels like a 10 minute parade of them all complimenting each other it's all that shit just really makes me laugh i don't know what it is about it yeah i i don't i don't know like if things things like after a workout class like that everyone else would leave the studio but they would stay in there just to talk about what happened at the dinner and um uh another trope that i like walking off the set at the reunion that's always like a, oh tick that's that mm-hmm. who's gonna do it this year um or in in this day and age it's um closing the zoom chat or whatever <laughs> yeah slamming um, your laptop down <laughs> <laughs> Nini. um yeah what about you what are your some some of your favorite little tropes I do love I love that you mentioned the workout class one because a it's always so weird because no one would ever do that and b if I sat with a friend if we actually did an hour-long workout class and we sat down after it would look like they'd filmed a flash flood. I would be like, like just drip. I'd be like, hi, yeah. Trying to hold a conversation while doused in my own sweat. I I actually think I, I, that would be the line I would draw a production. I'd be like, guys, I look insane. I cannot do this. I like, I actually, I like packing and I like the, I mean, there's an amazing account I've only just gotten into called Real Housewives Orders, where they basically screen grab orders and show you the video of the scene. I love seeing what they order because it's like, aside from maybe how they eat or what they eat, it's just something about the way they handle the waiter or how they kind of chat with the other housewife, like, oh, will we get this? Or, oh, but, like, I just find it's so, or it's a serious scene, but they insist on having a wine or Denise Richards has to have her Casamigos Reposado. Like, the orders really send me to the moon and back. Real Housewives Orders, if you're not following, it is a, it's such an original Canadian run account and they I love that they champion uh they champion married to medicine um and yeah it's just so such my sense of humor and uh yeah I I like I'm a big fan I love too because I think when I first followed I didn't realize it was run by someone from Canada and so when Bank- Real Housewives of Vancouver started appearing I was like yes someone needs to get Real Housewives of Vancouver it's flowers because that show two seasons only but it is so good like I live for a world where like that ran for five or six seasons and they got to go deeper because some of the people on that show were just wild chef's fucking kiss so good Vancouver Housewives Jody is one of the best Housewives villains ever she just She's like so unself-aware and so rotted and horrible and so brilliantly watchable for that reason. Like there's just, it's just funny. It's only when people haven't seen Vancouver or Melbourne. No, there's definitely shows I haven't seen or episodes I haven't seen, but just in general, I'm like, God, there's so much, they're better than some of the American ones. Like just get on board. Yeah, my goodness. Um, Get involved. And there are, there are Housewives fans who don't, acknowledge uh ones that aren't aired on bravo because i don't think it's canon um controversial 
<laughs> but I, I feel like uh, they're doing themselves a disservice because there is gold in them hills. And uh... um, this is something I'm, I'm hoping to ask everybody. And already I've had some very interesting responses. I'm curious where you will fall on this. But so what five real housewives or like friends of or will allow husbands? Well, uh, in the housewives universe, what five people would you want to have over for a dinner party? Karen Huger, Portia yes. Williams, Dorit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're going to have Leah. Yeah, okay. We're going to have Megan King Edmonds. <laughs> okay, so we've had, we've got Karen, Portia, Dorit, Leah, and we all, you just said Megan King. So we'll start from Megan King and go back. Why Megan King Edmonds? I don't know. She's, uh, she's become more and more like iconic in my mind. Like, since she's left the show um just because of the whole you know she's always the classic reaction of uh, if someone's got some good tea or they've done some good digging it's just like oh Megan King Edmonds over here <laughs> with the receipts <laughs> um I just feel like I don't really know obviously she was the last person I picked so she was pretty much an afterthought I yeah I, I would regret inviting her if she always she was going to talk about is her kids or her pregnancies or or whatever. Um, so maybe I should have done a Sutton or someone. Um, but uh, yeah, and then um, and then Leah, just because uh, I think she's great. Did you did you enjoy Leah this season? I did. I think she was a breath of fresh air for New York. I think, you know, I I feel not bad for her. I think she came in in interesting circumstances because I think they thought Bethany would be there to play off of her they thought that Tinsy would be there all season and her and Tinsy kind of had what seems to be a real friendship that started because of the show and has continued. So given the circumstances she ended up being in, I thought she did a great job. She probably in a way benefited from it because she probably got a little more screen time because just by dint of the fact that two of the cast members were gone by the halfway point meant that they probably filmed everybody else more. So yeah, I like, she has an interesting personal life. I like that she was willing to kind of go into stuff about her sister and her mother I like that she kind of, she has a, a life and a point of view that is different to the other women. That's not in, not a try her thing. It's just, she's younger and has a different experience. So, and she still kind of vibed with the women in a way that felt real. I mean, that's the, cause some of the housewife shows kind of throw these people in the mix and there's not a relationship developed. And so it's like, yeah, it's fun watching you. You're interesting, but what's the dynamic? Whereas New York, when it, why it excels and why I always get people to like stick with it past some of the, early seasons that are a bit different footage wise or whatever is as it goes on, there seems to be real relationships there. And these people are in each other's lives, whether they're filming or not. And that's just, you can jump in on that then. Cause even if you're joining them for a new season and three months of stuff has happened off camera that summer, that's fine. Cause they bring all that in when they're having their chats and conversations. Cause you know, this means more to them just then you mentioned them arriving to event like a shift at work like oh yeah I'm an actress who's got a a day job on like housewives you know so Leah fits that dynamic really well I think it's true points were made (laughs) you then said Dorit which is interesting because I feel like everyone's turned a corner on Dorit this year and we kind of all collectively think she's likable now I mean is that is that how you felt are you a longtime Dorit fan I'm I'm not a long time Dorit fan, but I'm definitely a pre this season Dorit fan. Um, I I feel like the the ones who have suddenly turned on Dorit um, this season are uh, locals. Um, the <laughs> I I was uh, definitely on board um, fully last season. 
um, uh, yeah, to begin with, uh, she was insufferable. And I just, we, we didn't, we'd never seen anything like her before. And she's just, uh, she's, a, she's an alien. And we judged it. We didn't know how to take her. Um, but we know her now. And she is just fascinating. She's like Ramona in the sense of I could just watch her just sitting on a chair blinking and <laughs> I'd just be completely wrapped um she's uh, her style is just gag worthy uh, just everything she posts on instagram i'm like oh my god step on me mom like <laughs> for me her style is gag worthy in both sense of the word sometimes i'm like yes guy come on doreen sometimes i'm like that's that's a lot but that's also part of what makes her great she's there's a camp factor to that because She's not, and there's sort of, she's doing what she thinks is one thing and then we get to read it one way or the other. And like, as you say, you then you would just watch her sat on a sofa blinking because she doesn't, there's a lack of self-awareness that a good housewife has that she has in spades, I think. Camp is the word. And her mannerisms, her accent. Yes. It's just, I could find little clips of it and just her little noises like, eh. <laughs> and the, uh, and the, um, there's this one bit that I was just fascinated by and it was just like certain. I didn't say it that way. <laughs> it's just the oh, just everything is chef's kiss. Um, and yeah, she's a, a true queen. Um, I think what 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 she has with PK is very real. Oh, oh, okay. So that's a strong stance. Um, with Dorit, it's funny because you mentioned there the little things she does, and one of my favorite. Like you just have such an eye for those funny random details that I wouldn't even maybe see in an episode, but then you do a video of it and I'm like creasing myself. But all that all of them did on Beverly Hills this year talking about Denise where they would just go, Denise. <laughs> but no, but it was it was a common thread throughout the, there was like various moments, and then I managed to have like a montage. It was just all Erica mostly going, Denise, Denise. Denise. <laughs> there was that one where it's like Erica sat beside her and she goes, Denise. Just so just being like, ah, oh, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I think that yeah, sums yeah. up the whole season that there wouldn't be a season without Denise. That whole season was Denise. Yeah. Denise. <laughs> Change the name Denise for me forever. Um <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah Dorit is you're right there's she's just a treasure trove like do you find yourself watching Housewives with that kind of like do you kind of switch off and enjoy it or do you find yourself going oh that little that moment's funny that's like do you have to watch an episode more than once for that to come up all those little details or do you clock them the first time I rarely watch episodes more than once just because there's so much um that I have to get through as well as having a full-time job um so because if I'm not watching the new ones coming in I'm going back and continuing my homework on the the, my blind spots um so yeah I watch it I I don't think oh I'm gonna make something out of this there's gonna be content in here I watch it just relaxed like a normal person I watch it um and but then it's something jumps out to me I'm like right pause let's record that then put that out there because that was hilarious or that was really interesting um so yeah I let it come to me (laughs) we also have Portia and Karen Huger down I mean two queens and I think Portia's having such an amazing 
I mean, who's having an amazing 2020? But I feel like she's stepping into this sort of like outspoken activist side and also as a longtime legend of Housewives. We just love watching her on screen. She's so not one of the funniest one of the funniest real housewives and actually one of the funniest like reality TV characters ever and, not, and in a way that you are laughing with her not the kind of lol we're making you a meme it's like you are really fucking funny she's very funny she is uh, a top like god tier housewife and um, yeah she's come a long way from uh, uh, thinking the underground railroad road was a, was a real train um, and she's definitely proved herself um uh, to to be an educated and um, articulate and um, conscientious person, like she's fighting the good fight, and um, that she's also she can also be funny and silly, and um, she can also bring the drama. And yeah, I just I think she's great. I think she'd be a right laugh at the dinner table. Um, I think, yeah, if we're doing seating arrangements, I want, I'd want her sat right next to me because I think we'd just be pissing the whole night. Um, as for Karen Huger, I mean, I think I don't really think I need to justify it. I just think she's <laughs> one of the greatest housewives of all time. Uh, again, she's another one where I just find her absolutely fascinating. Like, my Housewives of Potomac thread on Twitter is most is dominated by Karen. Just her mannerisms, her um, just her facial movements, <laughs> just everything is just um, chef's kiss. You would get such good value out of Karen in that environment because I do think sometimes her kind of grandness is a bit off-putting. But I also think this season in particular, Karen is that great reality TV character in. She puts on airs and she gives a show, but also when she lets you behind the curtain, there's a real human being there. And that mix of that too is very endearing, like the high camp and also, yeah, I've got real shit going on and I'm going to let you see it as well. Yeah, this is her, um, me, I am Karen Huger, the elusive Chanteuse season <laughs> where um, you, you, there's this very purposeful trip um, to her hometown that we just saw this week. Um, which was just brilliant on the on that Bentley with about 10 people and she just grabs a baby as a prop. There's a lot of babies being used as props this season. Potomac <laughs> has um, it all. If you're not watching Potomac, you're missing out on so many kind of tropes and moments. What do you think of Karen and Giselle? Like I Potomac is interesting because on pretty much every housewife show, there there's always one person who feels like either the matriarch or the center point that they all sort of revolve around. And I feel like on Potomac, Giselle and Karen are very different in one way, but then they sort of float in and out of that matriarch position for me. Like, I feel like sometimes Giselle has a bit more authority with the group, but then Karen has that kind of maternal, grand dame, what I say goes energy. And they're also such frenemies, which I just find so entertaining. Giselle, you tacky as hell <laughs> is one of the best lines in Housewives history. Um, I think def- if between the two, Giselle is definitely the matriarch at the moment. Uh, no, oh my God, delete that. I definitely meant Karen is the matriarch of, 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 of the moment. Um, I never realised just how tacky Giselle is in terms of her aesthetic choices until Karen 
And the editors really focused in on that in terms of her interior decorating, her style choices. And it just, whereas it's not lowered the respect I have for Giselle, but it's sort of, it's a similar thing to that of like, oh, you're not like that bitch that I thought you were. You, you do have like flaws in terms of your tone deaf in terms of like style and um you, you're not always right and um she has she is just coming for Monique so hard um and it's not just about this Candace thing she just doesn't like Monique because she's trying to push her out um and uh it, yeah I mean if any if anyone it's um Ashley is the HBIC of Potomac I said it do you not agree why because she's able to somehow spin her husband's infidelity into like TV gold. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Ashley, for those who aren't watching, has had awful time with like her husband who's like cheated on her and she's kind of swears up and down, everything is good. And then kind of casually says how they're sort of open, but not. It, Ashley is one of those people where it's like, I watch it and I'm like completely enthralled by her storyline because it's so out there and intense. And I also am like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, what is in this for you? With the other characters who are going through it, you're like, I kind of get it. Like they get redeemed or they get this and this. With Ashley, I'm like, what is in this for you? Like, I, I, I can't imagine. It's a business deal, isn't it? It's, um, you know, she, I think, I feel like she genuinely wants kids. I don't think that's a business deal. It's just, um, she just didn't care who she got them from. So those are her babies. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know what's in those pre-nuts, post-nuts, but I'm sure it's um, highly in her favor. Um, and they're, they're going to get divorced. Um, that's, that's part of the deal. Um, she's a beard for him. You're like, that's that. Oh, you're saying that like it's some thing. That, I mean, come on. No, I just and mean she, like, she, I'm like, oop. <laughs> she, she doesn't care, you know, she's a gay ally. Um, and <laughs> one way to be an ally. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she's like, I have been an ally. You're like, oh, you really have. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, coffee and love takes best when what? <laughs> hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> stream it now on spotify um i like your dinner party guests actually that's a fo- i think there's people there who would offer like who would be ma- who'd make you laugh intentionally and make you laugh unintentionally so that's always a good vibe at a dinner party um i do want to ask you actually because it's one of those housewife stories that i feel like got confirmed in recent times but has sort of been brewing for so long you know the departure of one Nini leaks from Real Housewives with Danta, obviously like one of the OGs, one of the best known Real Housewives, both by like fans. And then, you know, I feel like she's one of a handful of uh, Housewives characters that the casual viewer or pop culture fan knows. And she's having this sort of not so very elegant exit from the show now, beefing Wendy Williams and Andy Cohen. How do you feel about Nini now and, and how she's leaving the show? Like, what's your vibe of her? It's a shame. It's a real shame. But just because it's all fresh in my mind, because I've just been watching literally nothing but Atlanta for the last couple of months. Um, And so I've really been um, witnessing like how much she gave to the show. And, you know, uh, yeah, she has contributed so much to the entire franchise. Um, She, yeah, she's really... um, credit where credit's due 
for Nini Leakes. She's uh, really entertaining. Um, yeah, it, it is a shame how she's um, gone about all these, uh, these, I guess, Twitter is the main, so, and oh, she's got these videos now on YouTube. Um, but um, yeah, I don't really know. She, it's very um, coded. It's not, she's not really telling us what the tea is, probably because a lot of it is, tied up in legalities and NDAs or, or, or whatnot. But um, I do, actually, I believe that there is, um, listen, I'm not fully clued up on it, but I think she was alluding to um, uh, racism within the Bravo or the production company. And um, there probably was, and she's probably been through some shit that we, um, that we're not privy to. Um, yeah, so I would like to know all that tea. Um, I think Andy handled it really gracefully where he just did a really lovely post um, uh, with nothing but good things to say. Um, so he's obviously taking the moral high ground here. Um, yeah, it is a real shame just because the, he, Andy's always loved Nini. They've always had a really good um, relationship and chemistry at the reunions. It's been a really cute friendship to see. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, I think she looks great. Um, I didn't realize how many how many acting roles she actually got before I went back and watched Atlanta. But she was legit, you know. She was on Broadway, on primetime TV shows. Um, so yeah, I really hope there's um, something else for Nini besides, you know, she's got her YouTube channel, which is great. But I, I don't want to see her star sort of fizzle out. Um, which is happening. I hope she has a Mariah Carey style comeback um, in, in whatever form that is. I hope she either has her own show or maybe makes her own network. Um, oh my God, Nini TV. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where the Nini that we have or we just had on Atlanta most recently was such, as you say, so different to the Nini who put it all out there and was one of the... Because you forget Atlanta was what, like this third maybe housewife show? Like Atlanta's one, they were one of the first cast to really experience that kind of fame. And Nene became, as you say, so famous in TV and like did loads of that stuff and is so well known. And I think it's a mix of like, she's probably a little bit burnt out making reality TV. I think she's a little bit, I think her ego is probably in a very different place to where it was when she started. Because who's wouldn't? I mean, if any of us got that famous, we would change. And so there's probably... I feel like with this sort of implied back and forth she's having with Bravo, I feel like there's probably a pair of them in it where she's probably not as much of a team player as she has been in the past. We saw it at reunion, but also I do think after a point, I'm sure they were like, no, we're not, we're not even going to listen to you now. So I'd love, as you say, I'd love to know the tea. One of the stories going around was that, um, it was on Tamara Tattles. So take from that what you will, that basically they offered her that kind of eight episode friend of let's wrap you up kind of storyline. She said, uh -uh, no, full time or nothing tried to hustle up other work, didn't have much that she was into, went back and said, actually, I'll take you up on those eight episodes. And they were like, no, 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 we're okay now. So I feel like that too, probably like that would would piss you off. Like you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's Gunvalson parallels, isn't it? It's mm. where, where Vicky actually did accept the, uh, the friend of role um, and uh, ended up just completely losing it at the reunion. You know, this is my show. I think in, in Nini's, if she hasn't said it in those terms, she's is, is always been her show, you know. Um, 
she's the one who put Atlanta on the map and Bravo on on the map um, to some extent. Um, yeah, she is the she is the locals' housewife. You know, you say Nene Leakes, everyone knows who Nene Leakes is. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's a real shame, and um, I think she is worth a lot of money. Um, so, you know, good on her for sticking to her guns and not accepting a a discounted rate, a discounted fee. Um, but yeah, it, it just sounds messy and sticky and, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, she... I don't know. It's funny too, because Nini, I feel like Nini is going to live on much in the way Tiffany Pollard does meme-wise, because I feel like every other week now a random, and it's always, it's always clips from like, a YouTube video or like, you know, an early airing of Housewives because it'll have the Bravo like sting on it. Like there's always a, a random clip of her that just resurfaces like that one where she's like, why would someone take something that's just pure innocent fun and turn it into something it's not? Like just these weird little references she makes, they become memes like every other week. So I feel like in that sense, she will have a, a life online and in pop culture, no matter what she gets up to. The legacy, yeah. The her impact, really. Literally, her impact. Um, before we wrap up, I'm curious. You're in the middle of like your housewives, uh, I guess, like higher education. You're watching all these episodes you've not seen, and also we have, at the time recording this, you know, Salt Lake City is being added to the lineup this year. What are you looking forward to with housewives? Either a rewatch or a new show or something that's on the horizon. All of the above. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I. Every day I'm re-watching my blind spots until the new episode comes up in our little fresh from the US box on Hey You. Um, and so, of course, I'll be I'm even itching to get into this weird short season of OC because even though it's full of problematic Republicans um, uh, and, and QAnon people, um, but then we've got our saving grace in, in people like Bronwyn. It's my carrot, you know, it's my light at the end of the tunnel is, is the promise of new, you know, I like to see how old oh, New Jersey is wrapping up and Atlanta and all this tea from Atlanta. It's Cynthia's um, hen, hen do, um, which by the way, good for them. Um, for, yeah, for so there's a story going around that two people, like two Housewives cast members who are at- Portia and um, Canada. I think it's Tanya. Tanya was one of them. Tanya, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. I thought you said Canada. I was like, Canada? Well, no, I just associate her with Canada. Oh, yes, yeah, um, so she's going to say, I was like, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so Boris and Tanya are rumoured to have hooked up with a stripper who was at Cynthia's bachelorette party. Um, so I feel like that's one of those things. Apparently, it ha- like, the rumours had happened when cameras went down, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping... Hot mic. That- that there's a hot mic or like we get the, the fallout from it on the show because so, 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 um, yeah iphone footage <laughs> you know you you got like kenya out there with her, her iphone with her producer's <laughs> hat on you know <laughs> um very much like um when the cameras went down in dallas season one or two when leanne was um <laughs> throwing knives at uh <laughs> someone in the kitchen and they were like too scared to even go down the stairs so you just got shaky footage <laughs> from like brandy or someone when oh. the was just really having a meltdown um i love how you were and like, then the next morning she's just good. like um the next morning she's just like well yeah i said i wanted to kill you but not like i didn't mean it <laughs> 
Who amongst Aww. us? Who amongst us has not felt that way? Yeah, hopefully that will be a prominent story. I love how you brought that up, and you were like, "And obviously, good for them." <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, my goodness. I mean, yeah, Tanya's married, but you, you never know what this. You know, goodness, uh, it could be an open thing, or you know, what happens in Charleston stays in Charleston. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so I. Uh, yeah, I like I like I love all these staying in, in keeping plugged into what's being filmed, what's not being filmed, what's possibly moving to net moving networks with Vanderpump Rules. You've heard that, right? There's a rumor Maybe that Vanderpump Rules will move to E. Is that the rumor? Moving to E, being completely rebranded, and um, which um, yes, yeah, so it's going to be something different. Thank you for talking to me today. Obviously, I'm very grateful that you took time of your busy housewife schedule. I'm so curious for those people who maybe are listening who haven't yet to experience the joy of a Joe Gunn meme. Where can they follow you? Where can they keep up with you? The joy of a Joe Gunn meme. Um, you'll probably follow me and then unfollow me in about two days after you realize how <laughs> stupid my content is. Um, so Instagram is Joe Gunn 90. Twitter is Joe Gunn. And that's it. Yeah. Um, well, Joe, thank you. I've laughed. What's what's the Gwyneth Paltrow meme you used to share? I've laughed. I danced. I cried. Okay, I know people people say my my impact, but that's truly my impact, and that's like even like I that's one of the things where I'm like I wish I watermarked that or like made it more clear because I got that from Gwyneth story and now it's become the entity that it is. Sorry, I don't know why my ego is suddenly blowing up here, but every time I see that, I am kind of like. If there was some way of getting royalties from clips, like I should, I should get, be getting my cut from this. But yeah, it's um, she was she just done a goop festival or something or like a goop convention, and she's like, I laughed, I cried, I danced, I got a, a shot, uh, and I had many epiphanies. <laughs> That's me. That is me after this interview. Uh, Joe, thank you for sharing your housewife standing with us today, and um, here's to many more memes, darling. Connor, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And that was Joe Gunn on Housewives and Me. Thanks again to Joe for joining me uh, this week on the show. Do follow him on Instagram if you're not already. You probably are. He has nearly 100,000 followers, but on the off chance that you're not, he just fucking cracks me up the stuff he finds online and the clips and the little things he picks up on. He is a genius. Uh, I'll have more guests for you next week. Very excited to hear your thoughts on Salt Lake City as well, which we'll get into next time. Also, don't forget you can follow the podcast on Housewives and Me on both Instagram and Twitter. Do follow us there as I'm going to pop up little fun bits and pieces that I notice as the week goes on. And let me know if you're listening as well. If you enjoyed the show today, if you've been enjoying, please do subscribe. And if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that makes such a difference for a new podcast starting out. I really appreciate all the reviews and ratings so far. It's been mind-blowing to have that much support already. All right, I will talk to you next time on Housewives and Me. Until then, see you soon.